With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's the final hour. Final hour for this week. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. We'll talk some college football with Rick Neuheisel. He was down at the SEC Media Days, plural, He'll join us coming up in a little bit. I saw this stat. This is a crazy stat. Had no idea about this stat. By the way, our stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. During the Atlanta Braves' win over the Arizona Diamondbacks, Spencer Strider had 13 strikeouts. That gives him 354 for his career. Does that mean anything to anybody if I just give you 13 strikeouts? He has 354 for his career. Well, according to ESPN stats, Spencer Strider now has the most strikeouts by a pitcher through their first 40 career starts since 1893. He's probably the leading candidate for the National League Cy Young Award. He's 11-3, and three, and uh, he strikes out a lot of people. Yes, Todd? Would you mind reading that stat once more as Tim Kirchin, especially with the 1893 part? What are you eating? I had a piece of cookie in my, my tooth from before when we were eating the chocolate chip. Mrs. I know, but we're cake. back on the show. I know, but I still have remnants of it in my teeth. I know, but nobody told you to have the cookie. Well, if I was going to cut it and be made fun of, I'm going to at least take a bite. So at least I can get Fair. out of it. <laughs> Fair. King's Hawaiian sent me a retirement cake. And uh, for when I retired in four and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, if I played this correctly, there might be a long, long buildup to some great gifts here. You know, somebody's going to have to top the next person, next person. And, uh, and I'm hoping there's a car or a house, <laughs> something like that. Bag of cash. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Paulie. I heard that stat when you said it um, about Spencer Strider, the most strikeouts that early in a career. I immediately thought, well, that would be Nolan Ryan would have that record. Nolan Ryan, though, I was looking at his stats. When he was with the Mets at age 19, 20, 21, 22, he hadn't hit his stride at all yet. He was a below 500 pitcher and was not a huge strikeout guy. He joined the Angels, California Angels, in 1972 and immediately led the league in strikeouts for eight of the next nine seasons. Yeah. Well, he wasn't a starter. The Mets had great pitching back then. They had Seaver, Kuzman, Matlock, uh, Gentry. And Nolan Ryan was the fifth starter. And then he got traded for Jim Fergosi. 
And uh, one of the better trades that uh, the Angels had, getting Nolan Ryan for Jim Fregosi. And that hasn't happened since 1893. All right. Thank you, Tim Kirchin. <laughs> uh, Meat Friday, in case you're wondering, and I know you are, the flat top pork fried rice, General Sal's chicken, and pork egg rolls. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. 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 Definitely not. Once again, Stat of the Day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. The golfing world is at Royal Liverpool and uh, seeing who can capture the Claret Jug. The championship golfer of the year. The 151st Open Championship. Live coverage all weekend long. NBC, USA, Golf Channel, and Peacock, which is where you can find this program. And uh, we say good morning to our radio affiliates around the country, numbering nearly 400. We have uh, Rick Neuheisel is going to join us. He was at the SEC Media Days. You know what's interesting is when you can have drama, when you can have a reality show, when you can have a soap opera, when you can have storylines. Baseball doesn't have that. There's one storyline, Shohei Otani. What are the other, like, true storylines? Now, those are local storylines that you get with a lot of these teams. And this isn't a knock on baseball as much as it is to let you know with the NFL, you have one game a week for your team, and there's drama, there's storylines, there's something going on constantly. And then you have the NBA with you know all these individual stars, social media, there's always a storyline, there's always drama, there's a reality show that, that, that's attached to it. That's what the SEC is. The NFL's year-round. Always something going on. And with the SEC, you have that. Whether it's Nick Saban, uh, is he going to win another title? Kirby Smart with what he's doing at Georgia. And Lane Kiffin's all, always in the mix. Lane Kiffin loves to talk. And we love having Lane on. But sometimes he says stuff where you go, that's stupid. It, it is. So he called out college football College football's chaos right now, name, image, and likeness, transfer portal. And uh, Paul Feinbaum of the Mothership wasn't having any of this. Well, he may be right, but talk about hypocritical people. Amen. Thank Does you. anyone remember who was negotiating with Auburn last year toward the end of last season while his team, Paul. once ranked in the top ten, imploded and lost five straight games, including the Egg Bowl, the biggest game of the year. That was Lane Kiffin. Top Lane four. Kiffin leveraged that, that dalliance with Auburn for about an $11 million deal. So, I mean, he may be right about the state of college football, but when it comes to hypocrisy, Lane Kiffin just retired the trophy. So you add Paul Feinbaum in the mix with the SEC, with the storylines, and he stirs the pot. And that's... What happened, uh, you know, the last couple of days with Lane Kiffin? Like Lane Kiffin has to have the wherewithal to be able to read the room and go, you know, I should preface this by saying, hey, I'm a guy who was at Tennessee for 12 hours before <laughs> I left in the middle of the night to take the USC job, so I shouldn't be the guy talking about this. Others should, but here's the state of college football: name, image, and likeness, and the transfer portal. Like you can't say that without people going. Lane, didn't you do that? And were you secretly negotiating with the new with Auburn to get a new contract at yeah. Mississippi? Like, you can't do that. But he did. That's why the SEC <laughs> is always going to be king. Uh, by the way, the Jets are fine with hard knocks, according to their head coach, Robert Sala. We're fine. I mean, we've been doing one Jets drive for the last couple of years, so it's uh, 
just talking with Hard Knocks, and uh, you know they've got a great group of people that uh, are working with us, and uh, we express some of our concerns. They've uh, they've answered it, and it's going to be fine. Okay, it's fine. What else are you going to say? They're there. <laughs> the the time to say something was a little while ago. Uh, we're fine. You know that that sounds like um, you know. Hey, let's let's go to this restaurant. You don't want to go to that restaurant. Hey, are you okay that we went to the restaurant? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> no, no, you're not. Yes, uh, Marv. All right, so if I ask my wife if something's wrong, she says, no, I'm fine. Something's Nothing, wrong. Oh, nothing's yeah. fine at all. Yeah. I always say, no, 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 no. If you are legit fine, just say something else. Just say, I'm elated or something like that. Don't say, I'm fine. Or if she says, go ahead, do whatever you want to do. <laughs> don't do whatever you want to yeah, do. That's not good. That's F- not good. Fine is actually worse than when your wife says, there's a problem and tell you because then you, you know what the problem is. Uh, how, everything okay? No, the sink is clogged and it's a total mess and I need you in here right now. Fine. That's great. I'll walk in and you do yeah. it. How's everything? Fine. Oh, no. Then you know something. You start wrong. taking inventory. Yeah. Fine. What did I do? Where what did was I, I, I? Oh, boy. What did I leave out? Did I, yeah. Something's been brewing here. Gas in the moment. Yes. Yes, Todd. Well, you can get the. Well, if you don't know what's wrong, then there's a problem here. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the worst. Yeah. You have to now guess it's now become a game. Yeah. Yes, Marv. Or, you know, Marvin, I just think it's funny how nothing's <laughs> funny. No, it's never funny. You're right. It's never funny when they say, I, I find this funny, and then you go, that's not funny. If she says Marvin, Ooh. like, you know, Marvin, I just think it's funny how no, then it's not funny. <laughs> I'm really sorry for whatever I did. I'm stupid. You're right. Like, my wife will shock me sometimes when she says, hey, Dan. Oh. I go, what? I said, what's wrong? Nothing. Because I, I always say, hun. Like, I'll never go, hey, Susan. It's like when she goes, hey, <laughs> Dan. Susan. Yeah. You know, Susan. You know, Susan. Yeah. Two, two. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. When you're in one side of the house and you uh, and I hear, Paul, I, it's like I'm 11 and I start walking to the other side of the house and I'm like, what did I do? What did I yeah. forget to do? What am I supposed to do? Or did something good happen and I'm being told about something good that's happened? That's usually secondary. I get, it, it is often confused that there's two 13-year-olds in my house rather than one. I do get that. Patrick, do you have to? If, you know, he's doing this because you're laughing. He's doing this because it's making you laugh. You know that, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and plus, text messaging, sometimes you, you overplay or underplay your hand where you're not sure of the tone. And when you get, please call me. And, and I'm like, oh, my God. And then I call. I go, what's up? Nothing. I just wanted, I hadn't heard from you today, so I've just... You think it's an emergency. Oh, oh no, I think oh. I've done something wrong. I mean, I have done something wrong. I just, she doesn't know that I've done something wrong yet. Yes, Don. Where do you stand on texting within the house? Uh, my wife did that to me last night. How do you feel about that? I'm fine. I was fine with so it. So you don't have to get up, I guess. Yeah, I was downstairs. I, I was having a cigar. And uh, I was having some bourbon, by the way. Some Blanton's bourbon. Mm. And uh, she sent me a text, and then I answered via the text. Sorry. Did you answer with the letter K? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. Been there. No, no, no. No, no, no. I, I give uh, I, I, I love emojis. Thank yeah, God buddy. for emojis. Thank you. Thank you. I can't. I, I, I say it ain't so. I love it. I love them. I could communicate solely in emoji. I, I don't even need words anymore. I, I'm fine with it. I don't need to type out some dissertation yeah all this nonsense it's just a, it's just a smiley face a finger thumbs up it could be you know a, a, a emoji of a fruit 
I mean, you know, there's a lot of vegetable. I mean, it could be a lot of things that I'm sending to you. <laughs> yes, Marv. What's wrong with you? Uh, four and a half years. Yeah. Hey, so Let's go. It's usually daddy instead of Dan. Oh, you know, I almost brought yeah. in the bathrobe today. <laughs> That's so hot. So, I almost brought in the daddy bathrobe it's today. It's the hottest gift of all time. It is It is phenomenal. My mom was <laughs> she's like, hey, Marvin, are you going to have any more kisses a while ago? And I was like, there's enough people in my house calling me daddy. <laughs> and so she was like, Whoa, you can't say that. She was like. Marvin Terrell, relax. Yes. <laughs> oh, middle name. Oh, middle name yeah, from that, your mom. That is a, that is a, okay, so easy does yeah, it there. Slow down easy there, Sidewinder. Uh, wow. <laughs> Marvin Terrell. James in Virginia. Hey, by the way, how about a round of applause for James in Virginia oh, and his commanders? Yeah. yeah. Like his birthday. Yeah. James, you got a new owner. Oh, thank you for taking my call, brother. Happy Friday, DP, Dan, Matt. Big time, all the time, every time, y'all. Salute to the commanders, man. I feel like the uh, the, uh, the the John song where he's like, I'm still standing, man. I'm still standing after all this time, man. I'm here, I'm here. So I'm excited. Well, okay, man. where does this rank, James, in your life that Daniel Snyder is no longer your owner? <laughs> I would say after marrying my wife and, and the uh, birth of my child, and then new owner it is, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, maybe after the birth of me, you know what I mean? After the birth of me, that was pretty good. But yep. now, nah, man, I love listening, guys. It's, it's a great time. It's a great, it's, it's a new experience, man. Uh, I'll, I'll get to it quick. I heard y'all talking about theme songs, man. Back in my heyday, it was it was We Ready with Archie and Bubba. And today, man, I don't know how you don't get hype when you hear Little Uzi Burke. Uh, that, that song, he got out, I just want to rock, man, because I, I was on the truck this morning, bouncing up and down, like, I can't believe it, I can't believe it, so, hey, man, we're on Baby Watch, man, I hope you guys have a great day, thank you so much, man, and, uh, salute the commanders, man, new yep. year, new year. Yep, maybe changing their nickname, James in Virginia, James in Virginia's hipper than you are, Marvin. Oh, that is so good, I mean, and I know the song, We Ready by Archie, and I was like, that is just so on brand, he was definitely at Travis Kelsey's lunch table, too. Oh, yeah. 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 That, that was the cream team right there. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. Yeah. If you thought James of Virginia was going Bon Jovi no. or yeah. Bruce Springsteen. No. Cream team. Could you imagine if you didn't if you didn't know what he looked like and he was calling you, giving you those uh, music suggestions, you would have been like, yeah, bro, I'm right there with you, man. Oh, absolutely. I was like, man, I'll see you at the meeting tonight. Yeah. Yeah. At the meeting. That's, that's the exactly meeting. how it would have been. When, when he hey, said, enjoy February, man. We're going to enjoy February. He's like, the man, month of February. We just give him this month? This is some BS. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you, James. Yeah. Black History Month, man. Oh, it was so good. God, when he wife, popped up on the screen ooh, that day. What? It's the wrong video. Like, they put up, these idiots put up the wrong video. I, like, that is. <laughs> wait, that's James in Virginia. He's white. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> I said, Marvin, you should turn in your card, man. You should be embarrassed. It was it was so wild. I don't know about embarrassed, but man, it threw me off something crazy. Come looking, and I see the two black dudes next to him, the I coaches. And I was like, oh, they were at his lunch table. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Travis Kelsey. Uh, Barry in Santa Fe. Hi, Barry. What's on your mind today? Good morning, fellas. Good morning, chat row. Come on, who's better than James? Nobody. Oh, he's wonderful. And, uh, I could definitely relate to how he feels uh, after the Wilpons uh, sold the Mets. I was on the yeah. same high James was. Yeah. Uh, as 
as the other listeners would say, you stole my thunder with the uh, pump-up music with uh, Elvis Costello. And I have to commend you for not holding his uh, torturous three-hour concert yeah. against him. No, and I look, I love torturous. Elvis Costello, but it was long. That was, that was three hours in some uncomfortable seats. And my wife fell asleep. She goes, is it okay if I fall asleep? I go, yeah. Like she was worried somebody would see me and then my wife is falling asleep. And I said, it's okay, hon. Because if I fall asleep too, you know, maybe somebody will wake us up when it's all done. He was great. Uh, but uh, three hours was in uncomfortable seats. Uh, it was just a little, little too much. Yes, Paul. Why do you think Elvis Costello would do that? Because he... He knows that's a long concert. He may not want to play that He doesn't know night. my seats are uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, my my knees, I was like Bill Walton and riding in my uh, Volkswagen Jetta. But my, I heard, my knees were up to my, my uh, chin. I heard he was doing that every night for every every concert. Like, it was three hours. It's like his it, last if tour. If I was standing up, uh, that would have been better. But I, you just couldn't get, I couldn't fit in uh, to the seats there. Yes, Eden. Maybe there's a uh, an element of like getting your money's worth. I'm sure the tickets weren't cheap. No, no, you know, I'm and, sure and, if you were an Elvis fan, you got your money's worth. It was great. Got to hear a couple well, of songs. Barry is a massive Elvis Costello Barry fan. Barry was there every night. And, yeah, he went every night and he described the concert as torturous. Yes. It, but <laughs> he went 10 consecutive shows to see Elvis Costello. And it was, it was 30 hours it was of great. Elvis Costello in it was, one week. It was a lot of fun. It, it was. It was a lot of fun and uh there, there's a couple of these artists that I want to see, um, like Lucinda Williams. I want to go see her in concert. She's had some poor health, but she's a wonderful singer, songwriter. Um, and Darius is going to be coming in. John Fogarty is going to be coming in. So I want to be able to see these. And then Todd's going to get up on stage with uh, Darius. I haven't heard back from Darius. He's in hiding for sure. <laughs> I know. Which makes sense. It does make me a little concerned. He's got to pay up. He lost a bet. And uh, Todd gets to sing two songs uh, prior to the start of Darius. Two weeks from today. Come out of hiding, Darius. What's going on? Oh, that's right. It's two weeks from today. That's just creeping up on us. Okay. Who thinks that this is not going to happen? Oh, my God. Everybody over there? Paulie, you're sort of... There's no way Fritzy's allowed to sing two songs. His career we're talking about. I could see him being allowed to participate in a song or sing a song. Yeah. Yeah. But not two and not solo or uh, like original, whatever. Okay. Yes, Marv. I think that Darius says, hey, we'll play a song and you come up and maybe as a background singer. But not like lead, I'm on the side while you do it along with his band. All right. But uh, we have, there might be a negotiation going on here. Maybe we should offer something. Well, no, I want to hear what he says first. Well, you may not hear from him until August 10th. I know, but I'm going to go, (laughs) I'm going through his manager, his road manager, Mike. And uh, just because there's a meet and greet with an auction item that uh, my wife and had uh, had for the uh, Boys and Girls Club. So he's got to acknowledge that. But I don't know if he's going to acknowledge because I did run this by his tour manager. And I said, uh, yeah, and he he lost this bet with the Dolphins. And then Fritzy from our show is going to sing two songs. He goes, he's going to do what? Yeah, Dan, that's not going to (laughs) happen. And I said, he's singing two songs. He said, oh, that's the first time hearing about this. Yes, yes, Tom. I think it's going to be where he goes, rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel. Then he points to me, and I just get to go, mama, rock me. And then I got to get up the stage. 
But I'm okay with that, Todd. Just those three words. Mama rock me. All right, Fritzy, have a seat. Even that would be awesome. We're going to take a break. Rick Neuheisel on the uh, state of the SEC, Northwestern football, Notre Dame in the Big Ten. What the hell happened to the Pac-12? We'll try to answer all of those questions. And does he have any questions about Caleb Williams? Back after this. Caleb Williams, once he gets to the NFL, I can get my Panini uh, trading cards, the official trading cards of the NFL. UFC, NBA, FIFA World Cup, collegiate sports. They got them all. They're great people, great products. The official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Brand new NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. One-of-a-kind digital cards. And you as a collector can share your cards in the public gallery. Complete challenges, earning exclusive award cards, and more. Make sure you check out the newly released NFL and NBA Prism packs. Keep an eye out on the Panini NFT platform. New features coming next month and the only platform where you can win physical versions of your NFTs. Panini NFT trading cards giving you the opportunity to pull autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, even one-of-one NFTs from every pack. Get started. Visit nft.paniniamerica.net. The official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. 
It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Just that. I'd be the backup singer. Yeah. And that's all I'd say. That's all I'd do. Yeah, Marv. Fritzy's getting us pumped up. I love this song. This is your pump-up song? It really is. I love it. Oh, I thought that was a joke. Oh, my God. How, what are you getting pumped up for? I just think it's great. It's just, it just motivates me, and I'll go for a nice walk or whatever I'm doing. I'm like, it's just very positive. <laughs> Nothing's going to stop this. I'm going to have a good day, and let's go. And a don't brisk worry about, walk? Yeah. Don't worry about anybody or anything. Do your, be you and just enjoy and go do your, do your thing. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Well, we, we may have to take a minute on this. A pump-up. Was it? This right? isn't a pump-up song. It talks about leaving other people behind. That they they don't got anything going on. They don't oh, know what's going okay, on. Okay, well, you, you know, can't, I, you can't stop us now. Yeah, we're on the move. We but, really, really yeah. got the groove. I, mean, well, I don't see. I don't really. I don't see why this is such a crazy like. It's not like it's like jewel. You know, uh, my hands are small. I know. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, nah, this is a good song. So well, many things have held them of down. Of all the songs you can pick and all the lyrics and you do something with small hands from Jewel. <laughs> what are you oh, doing? Well, I was wondering why Marvin was just Marvin looking at just me. I'm like, around. what? Yeah. What? What did I what say? What are you doing? All right, sorry, Marvin. Okay. I, I, I should say, <laughs> once again, it's it's your song. And if it pumps you up, Todd, then I, I should be fine but with that. But just from the beginning, so many things have held us down. Now it looks like things are finally coming around. And... Rick Neuheisel is a former college coach. He coached a couple of places. Now he's a college football analyst at CBS. He was there at the SEC Media Days and kind enough to join us. I mentioned earlier in the show, we were talking about the reason that we love the SEC is because it's a soap opera. You got storylines. What would you say is the biggest storyline in the SEC soap opera this year? Uh, can Nick catch Kirby? Kirby has gone past. The apprentice has gone past the master. Can Nick now reclaim it? And is really that the challenge for Nick? Because here's Brian Kelly having just arrived on the scene in this menagerie of action at LSU speaking the Southern accent. And so can Brian <laughs> Kelly go past Nick? I mean, it's kind of a race right there. And then who's in position number four? Who's going to be that, uh, that is it the Arkansas chugabug, right? <laughs> From the old days. Is it uh, Ole Miss? Is it uh, South Carolina? Shane Beamer looks like he's got a little momentum. Spencer Rattler was very interested. And certainly Tennessee has uh, flexed. Joe Milton was as impressive as anybody I saw on the hoof last year. He had a great orange bowl. Can he parlay that into a great year? Help me understand what Lane Kiffin is saying, trying to say, didn't do well in saying when talking about <laughs> name, image, and likeness with the kids in the transfer portal, and uh, it's making a mess or chaos of college football. Well, he, he on our radio program, broke it down from a culture standpoint. It's an impossibility, he said, to create culture any longer uh, because people are coming and going so uh, quickly. He says the only good thing about it is you can get over uh, the depletion of your roster, whether it be through graduation or injury, because you can go fix it quickly. Uh, in the old days, you had to develop freshmen to get that done no, no longer. But in terms of the locker room and creating a culture and some people that are going to, you know, buy into a loyalty idea about a university, those days are gone. That's Pollyanna stuff. 
Okay, but he should always preface this by saying, yes, I was at Tennessee for 12 hours before I left in the middle of the night to go to USC. Like, he can't say these things without somebody going, Lane, uh, there's a little hypocrisy here. And whether he was secretly negotiating with Auburn last year to then get a raise at Ole Miss, you just can't say those things, but then bemoan the fact that what's happening with college football. But he'd be quick to remind you. But that's been going on forever on the coaching side. <laughs> yeah. We're not yeah. we're not talking about fair. <laughs> fair is where you give a blue ribbon to a pig. <laughs> uh, help me understand the state of the Pac-12, because I was told all along San Diego State was going to the Pac-12. It had to have been going to the Pac-12. They basically said goodbye to the Mountain West. They were on their way, and then somewhere along the road, they just somebody, George Klyovkov, must have got on the phone and said, listen, we're short some money in this league. All of our schools are hemorrhaging because of this Comcast nightmare where they were overpaying Comcast for so long. Comcast now wants their money back. They know that this television deal isn't going to be great, so everybody's trying to tighten their belt. And one way to tighten their belt is not to pay extra schools. So they put the extra schools on notice that, hey, we're going to hold off on this deal. And San Diego State now looks like they've got egg all over their face. Their athletic director has just won the athletic director of the year and now is <laughs> walking around going, what? And fortunately, Mountain the Mountain West said, you can come back. You can come back. Yeah. With your tail between your legs. With your tail between your legs. And by the way, we're going to keep a big portion of the cash <laughs> that you brought to the deal uh, by virtue of your great basketball run. But, uh, yeah, it, it listen, all you need to know about the Pac-12, and it breaks my heart to even talk this way, but it's a one-day media session. I mean, we just went four days in Nashville yeah. with the SEC. We're going to have two in Indianapolis. It's one day. It's two with the Big 12 because George Klyovkov, God bless him, doesn't want to get up there and have to talk TV. They've got their best quarterbacks in in years, right? Such a wonderful league for quarterbacks and offenses. They had five offenses go for over 500 yards a game last year, and yet here they are. Let's get this over. And Dion's not even coming. And Dion, their, their star of the show, is not even coming to the deal. Rick Neuheisel, CBS Sports uh, college football analyst, former Colorado head coach. I uh, criticized Dion kind of harshly at the beginning of this week that nobody was up in arms when he, how he went in and told those kids on camera, hey, right. see ya. Everybody's like, yeah, new sheriff in town, Dion. And I went, told him to take their hats off yeah. while he was wearing hats. <laughs> I, 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 I was embarrassed for Dion. That, that, that's not how you do it. And, and we, we gave him credit. Look, maybe I'm naive to this, but that's not how you do it. If you do it, do it with the respect you say it to their faces, but not on camera. These are kids, and they're told, you're not good enough. See ya. Yeah. The, uh, some will go as far as to say, don't hate the player, hate the game. The game is now we can move people. Mel Tucker did it. Lincoln Riley did it. But they didn't do it on camera, yeah. right? Dion was a you know, a, a snowplow going through that locker room, just knocking everybody out of the way. And we'll wait and see what the results will be. One of the more fascinating stories this year is the pressure on, not Dion, Shadur. His son. Shadur's got the pressure on him. He's going to be have to go and step up his game to a level where four of their first five games are against TCU, Nebraska. I know it's not the Nebraska of old, but it's still Nebraska. And then you're going to play 
Oregon and, and uh, USC in weeks four and five. So, I mean, holy smokes, Shadur has got to show up. I wanted to ask you about Caleb Williams. A lot of times when we have this can't miss at quarterback, but he's there for one more year is when we really zero in and we start to analyze and then you look for the flaws. If it was Matt Leinart or Matt Barkley or, uh, you know, you can go down the the list of quarterbacks that maybe stayed one year longer. Well, Caleb Williams had to stay one year longer. But right. what would be the flaws that you would be concerned about with Caleb Williams? You know, I don't see any. Uh, he is a special talent. Zero. Now, Nothing? What I, what I do, well, that fingernail polish was stupid <laughs> that was stupid but would you tell him as a coach get rid of the fingernail polish 100 percent, i would have told him okay 100 percent, i would have told him i said why what, why what if he going... would have said to you i make more than you do coach <laughs> i would have said you do and you should be happy about it and i'd like you to negotiate my next deal <laughs> but uh but there was no reason to alienate voters out there who were going to be uh you know, so pleased with his performances. I mean, he was a special player. Obviously, he got hurt in the Utah uh, playoff game or the the uh, championship game of the Pac-12. But uh, there there are no flaws. He, oh, I mean, boy. what he sees, his ability to extend plays. He's Pat Mahomes. He's Bryce Young. He's all of that in my mind. Can't miss. Can't miss. What should Northwestern do next? Wow, that's a morass. Um, they got to get to the bottom of it. They can't. They can't start rebuilding and have it keep getting torn down by you know more players coming in. They they've really got to dig deep and make sure that when they're done with this, they're done with it. But is it a good uh, job? It's a good job because it's in the it's in the Big Ten, and if you're in, the, it's like Vanderbilt. I was with Clark Lee uh at uh, the sec days and and clark won five games and he got a deal through 28 right uh he's it, it's a good job because it's in that league and players want to be in that league and if northwestern always the question with these uh high academic restriction schools are they going to play the transfer game if they'll let you get transfers ucla has done that for chip kelly UCLA ha has let him play a transfer game. If they'll let them play the transfer game, you can fix that quickly. But you got to get the nonsense behind you. Uh, I'm I'm told that they're reaching out for kind of like a special assistant for you know somebody from who's got experienced chops. Skip Holtz and Dave Wanstead, I'm told, were turning it down. Uh, I don't know what they're asking them to do, but uh, for the young guy, Coach Braun, to go in there and have no not even know the last names of many of the kids on yeah. the offensive side of the ball. That's that's tough chore. But how much should a coach know about everything going on with the program? It's your job to know. You, you have to have people to know. And the problem I have with that is there's a couple of guys who've been on that staff more than 10 years, in particular the strength coach. He has to know what's going on. But on did you field. have a spy on your coaching staffs where they would find out and then report back to you, hey, keep an eye on this? You don't go in the locker room for the reasons that Pat talked about in terms of that's their place, that's their sanctuary, but you have people that go in that locker room. So if things are happening there, we can address them. Yeah. Uh, before I let you go, we have a bet here. Notre Dame in five years, Big Ten or independent or other? Five years. I Listen, 
the 12-team playoff is going to allow Notre Dame to do as exactly as they've done because they can go 10-2 and two and get to the playoff. Yeah. They do not need to come into a deal. into a Now, if there are more machinations with realignment and we're talking about, you know, the NCA no longer being a part of it and a new playoff concoction because we're heading into a new playoff deal, then Notre Dame will be forced into the Big Ten. And that will be where they'll go, the Big Ten. Okay. So in five years, if we have a change in college football, yes, Notre Dame will be independent or Big Ten? Uh, if there's a change in college football, they'll be in the Big Ten. Good to talk to you as always, Rick. Thanks for joining us. Man, you look spry today. Uh, yeah, you, you, it's the summer. It's just uh, you look the part. My well, friend. I'm I'm retiring in four and a half years. I don't know if you knew that. I made that public. You, you've you've let it out that yeah. you're done in four and a half. Yeah, That's nobody when you does know this. you're a big time. <laughs> when there's when there's a countdown clock that begins with a thousand <laughs> days left on the tour of duty. Okay, who That's lasts when you longer? Know you're a big time. Who lasts longer, me or Saban? I'm four and a half years. Is Saban coaching in five years? You are going to be doing this, and Nick is going to be playing more golf. I think I think the next time Nick uh, lifts a trophy, it's his last. Thank you, Rick. See you, Val. That's Rick Neuheisel, former college coach. He's good. I, I'd like to see him get another opportunity to coach, but don't think it's going to happen. But uh, I always love his insights. Very, uh, very interesting with what happened with the Pac-12. I mean, even his thoughts that he had with Caleb Williams. I don't like when somebody says, can't miss. Because they can all miss. I was watching a clip of Tim Hardaway, and he was saying that he would take, or he thinks Bol Bol is more ready to play, I think, in the NBA than Victor Wambayama. Okay, I don't know exactly what that means. Like, physically, is he ready? Uh, Skill set? Is Bull uh, Bull better than Victor Wambayama? And I don't know if Tim Hardaway, who's a Hall of Famer, is saying that Bull Bull is a better player than Victor Wambayama. But I thought, well, that's interesting. And everybody has to have a hot take, but that might be one that people are going to remember. Bull Bull is uh, more ready. Well, Bull Bull has been in the NBA for a couple of years. And now I think he's going to the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, Bull Bull's on his uh, third team. Mm. He averaged nine points and six rebounds, 21 minutes a game. He's a nice second-tier player. Yeah. But I, but I don't know what that means, that he like he's physically ready because they're very both very slim. But, yeah, he should be more ready. He's had a couple of years to understand the NBA and get a little bit bigger, but... I don't think Tim is suggesting that Bull Bull is going to be better than Victor Wambayama. At least, I hope not. Uh, Rick talked about Notre Dame, Big Ten. I think what happens when, if I was in a different conference and I wanted to have a better chance, like the Pac-12, you've opened the door that if I, I can be good in a suspect conference and I can play in the playoffs. And you've ex- you've extended the playoffs, but because of that, now you have more. It, there's no limit on the SEC teams that can play. Like you know, if we move this to 16 teams, then you know you can have four or five from the SEC, a couple from the Big Ten, and maybe one from the. That's why I was wondering about Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Pac-12 to go to the SEC. Yes, you're going to get more money, but what are your chances of winning? 
getting into the playoffs. I mean, you got a lot of competition there, but I always wondered that, that, uh, you know, how many teams do you get out of the Big Ten? Do you get two? Do you get four out of the SEC or five? Um, because it's the rankings. If you win your conference and then it's the rankings, if I take the power five, I just think we're headed towards professionalism. I just think we are. That we should just stop fooling everybody and say that this is this is a professional football, a feeder system to the NFL. And just treat it as such. Let's take a break. Last call for phone calls, what we learned, what's in store for Monday, back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington. TJ Hushmanzada and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports like A lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. 
It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Took a little victory lap there around the man cave, getting all fired up. I'm winded after that, by the way. Woo! Yeah, Paul. You're like a guy who can see the finish line finally throughout through the forest, and you're all charged up. You're re-energized. Well, it's a little too early to see the finish line and be charged <laughs> up. It's four and a half years. You're at mile marker 22. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I haven't even started the race yet. Last uh, call for phone calls, uh, Seton. Final result to the poll question. It's funny. We put one up there, and I don't even know that we got to. <laughs> <laughs> is that funny? <laughs> that's not funny. <laughs> um, funny. I don't even know that we got to the topic. Uh, but the least likable NFL team right now, Commanders, Patriots, Browns, other. You know, how about we save that for Monday? Okay. They still will be disliked on Monday. They will. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. But the Commanders, much more likable. Today. Absolutely. Yeah, they may not even be, make the list. I'm yeah, not. I'm rooting for the Commanders. Absolutely. Right now, apparently, of that list, they're the most likable. Yeah, they should be. Uh, let's see. Get a couple of phone calls. Mike in Wisconsin. Hi, Mike. What's on your mind today? Hey, Danny, I have a pump-up song, but first, just a general music take. i got to get off my chest. Hopefully, Uh-oh. Mark can back me up. Uh-oh. Uh, I, 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 co- I coach uh, high school-aged uh, boys, and this dub baby, little baby, cry baby, what the hell is this crap that they think is good music? I, just, I, I, can't, I can't do it. I don't get it. I, I don't know if Marvin's going to back you up there, but uh, yeah, Marv. You know, me and C had, had a conversation. There's two rappers named Lil Baby and Dub Baby. Don't mm-hmm. ask me. Okay. Uh, Dub Baby, he makes good songs. Lil Baby can rap. Okay, and and then there's Lil Vert. Lil Uzi oh, Vert. Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. gets the party started. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's great. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's always funny to me that when people are like, "I don't get this crap," like you know, maybe it's not for you then. <laughs> You know, like, there are things that, like, I don't like either, but I definitely don't spend my time being like, why do people enjoy this? Because I think it's crap. Well, I always say to people, just try it. That's all. Just try it. Sample it. I I remember when Howard Stern in the mid-'80s was starting, and people go, oh, I detest Howard Stern. I go, have you listened? No, but I know I wouldn't like him. I go, well, listen to him. And then if you don't like him, all right, at least you've listened to him to give your opinion on that. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to a friend of the show, Tim Manter, and his family up in Vermont. They've been uh, friends of the show, certainly with Paulie for a long time, and uh, going through some tough times. Uh, let's see. Let me get to Sean in Oregon. Hey, Sean, welcome back. Hey, guys. You know, there, there's a lot of great uh, pump songs, and, and music is, it just depends on who you are and what you like. You know, if you don't like it, there's somebody else that will, so thankful for that. But one of the best songs I hear, and I hear at the stadium every single game, I hear it before the Blazer game, and you got to go Gary Glitter, rock and roll. And yeah. Well, that's been around for a long time. And, uh, you know, the, the Bulls, that would be first generation, I would think, with that. Where is YMCA on this Pump It Up songs or stadium songs? Were they in the in the 70s? Late 70s, Was yeah. that ever used, though, in the late 70s? At the White Sox games, even when I was a kid, you, they'd play that. There are certain teams they do it when the grounds crew is doing the grounds. But those aren't pump-up songs. That's just a sing-along song. Yeah, I think the Yankees grounds crew used to do it, right, Seton? 
Uh, yes, Tom. Yep. That seemed like something you'd see more maybe in a wedding or a bar mitzvah or something like that than a sports arena doing the YMCA thing. This day in sports history, Paulie. Just a couple, Dan. I got 1968. Arnold Palmer became the first golfer to make a million dollars in his career, mm. career earnings, after he tied for second place at the PGA Championship. 2006, Alex Rodriguez of the Yankees got hit number 2,000 and became the youngest player to reach the 450 home run mark. Mm. That's it. Okay. Uh, let's go around the room. What we learned, Todd, what'd you learn? And Dominican Sue witnessed Aaron Rodgers rip into Devontae Adams for running the wrong route, and Sue told Adams, ooh, you in trouble. See, see, what did you learn? I learned sometimes one beer is too many and 20 is not enough. Yes. <laughs> it's my philosophy. Marvin? Todd versus Umbrella. 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 You, hey, you won. Barely, but you, I won. You opened Just up an umbrella. Paulie, what'd you learn? Todd dominated that umbrella. <laughs> Discover cards do something awesome. All of the uh, cash back at the end of your first year is doubled. Cash back from trips and restaurants. See terms and check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you on Monday. Dan Patrick Show. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits. LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.